Hello and welcome to the Garden Church Podcast. We've been waiting for you. We pray this message inspires, encourages, and blesses you. Thanks for listening. And um, we're going to get into it. All right, let's do it. Thank you, Jesus. Strength for the journey. Wow, what a great series that's been, hey? We've had three messages already on strength for the journey. Pastor Jono preached an amazing message on that. Please, if you haven't yet listened to it, jump on the podcast, have a listen to that. Pastor Victoria preached on making space for him. Pastor Sam preached on being infused by him. And today, I want to preach to you on this simple thought. And if you're ready for it, it's really simple. The title of the message is Pursue Him. Pursue him. Everybody say pursue him. Pursue him. Pursue him. Our key scripture today is from Daniel. The team are going to put on the screen. Daniel chapter 11. And Daniel chapter 11, this part of scripture, it's going to be a really quick bit of scripture that we're using for our key text today. But we're going to focus on a few of the words that we read here. And it says, if we can put that on the screen. Awesome. Daniel 11. All right. We're going to go down. It says, But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. The people who know their God. It's powerful. It's powerful. You know, when I think about that and I read that, has anyone ever met someone that when they say they know someone, they really know of someone? Have you ever met someone like that? I've met lots of people. I've probably been that person sometimes. And I thought, why not introduce you to the story today? A little bit of fun. Let's change it. But the story of the Caleb and Georgia love story. Who's ready for that? Netflix, watch out. The story of how Caleb knew of GK. George's middle name's Kate. GK, that's what, that was a nickname, all right? But I got to know Georgia. Georgia, my wife. Are you ready for it? Now, we actually grew up in the same church. And I knew of GK because GK used to lead worship, write songs, Sing, which some of you guys have had a little taste of some of that. I always knew her. She's always on the, on the platform, that kind of thing. And you know what? I was a young adult surfing, enjoying life, hanging with my mates. I wasn't thinking about dating or anything along those lines, okay? I had no idea that I wanted to even step into that world, all right? So I knew of GK, right? But then Randomly, I get invited to this girl GK's 21st birthday. Oh, God had a plan right there. Who knows? Yeah, 21st birthdays are a big deal, right? Big deal. And I have a quick photo, which George is not really stoked, but look at this. Caleb had long hair and GK had shorter hair, okay? That is at George's 21st birthday. 
there you go. Now that may not be seen ever again. So take a photo of that in your head and then it's gone into the abyss. So that photo happens, right? And suddenly this girl, GK, is like, who's that guy? That guy, Caleb. Whoa. He's got long blonde hair. Man, he's tan. He's got a six-pack. No, I'm joking. I wish. I wish. All right. Georgia starts to pursue me. Right? (laughs) Now, I'm telling you this. I'm up here preaching to you. I am not lying. My now wife did pursue me. I know that Sunday at church when I was sitting there and someone's sitting closer to me on the front row. And then suddenly I woke up and I go, oh, this photo circulates. And I'm like, oh, man, she's really beautiful. And so I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll go talk to her. And I started talking to her. And then after church, we're like, you want a, you want a coffee? Yeah, you want a coffee? Let's, let's go on a date. It wasn't a date, by the way. We're just hanging out, right? (laughs) Room for the Holy Spirit, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I'm like, man, I've got to get to know this girl. And I'm texting her and I'm messaging her. And she flies out to Bethel to go worship at the worship conference while I'm sitting there for four weeks or something along those lines. It felt like four weeks, right? She goes there and I was just onto her. That's like that. And I then started to pursue her. And we were hanging out every night. Any young person who's ever been in a dating relationship knows Latham. You know what I'm talking about, bro? Right? Right? You're texting. It's like every night I've got no fuel, but I can't help pay rent, but I've got to drive to George's place 40 minutes away and spend all of my money, right? I was just straight on, right? I knew it. I had her the sights. It was set, right? I pursued her. And I knew of GK, but then I actually got to know Georgia. Suddenly my language changed. It wasn't just GK, this girl that I knew, but, man, I loved Georgia. And I, I got to know the real Georgia. And there's a difference between knowing of and knowing. Knowing. I got to know the real Georgia. I thought I knew a lot about her, but then I got to know the real her. It's a big difference, church. You know, there's people that I've met over the years, and they could be theologians, teachers, people that know a lot, know a lot of God, know a lot about God. But sometimes when you look at the life, I go, well, I don't see him. And see, when we know God, when we know of him, everything changes. It's not even just the words you speak or the way you act. It's your spirit. It's your presence. It's the atmosphere you bring when you walk into a place because you carry Jesus. When we pursue God, we stop knowing of him, but we get to know him. It's the pursuit of him. That's what I live for. That's what I live for. Church. We need to be people who pursue him. Amen. Amen. Psalm 193. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in the book. 
Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. (laughs) You know God pursued you first? He first pursued us before we could in turn pursue him. The only reason we can even consider pursuing God is because he first, church, I don't know everybody in this room, but I want you to know he's pursuing you. Even to this day, he's pursuing you. And in his pursuit for us, we can then pursue him. There is no greater honour on this universe, church, than being the objects of the Lord God Almighty's pursuit. That's all he lives for. It's you. His pursuit of you. Since we have been pursued by God, it is our duty, church, to in turn pursue him with all of our hearts. You know, all he wants from us is a deeper pursuit. As we abide in him, that we would bear much fruit for his kingdom. Church, my prayer today, yes, they would be have strength for this season, strength for the journey. But I'm going to pray later that I'm going to pray that there's a new hunger that comes upon you, that comes upon me to pursue him, to get to know him, to really know who he is, to know his heart, to reflect him. I love this. Tozer says this in his book, The Pursuit of God, always everywhere God is present and always he seeks to discover himself to each one. The psalmist says, Psalm 63, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land, there is no water. Even though we may know him, there is still so much left to know. The knowledge of God is like a never-ending well, right? A never-ending well. We can dig and 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 never stop digging. Yet we will never reach the bottom. It's never-ending. God is infinite above anything we could ever think or imagine. Yet there's still more. There's still more. To pursue God is to wake up every day, church, and to dig. To dig. To pursue Him. To commit our entire life, church, to knowing Him. Matthew 6, 33. I love this example of what it means to pursue God. If you know it. But seek first the kingdom of God his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you seek first seek first I don't know about you I do forget that a lot that first all he asks from us is to seek him first our hearts and minds Church need to be orientated towards the kingdom, not the things of this world. It doesn't mean that we don't have real needs, right? 
We do. We have real needs. <laughs> but we must recognize this is the key. <laughs> that God is the only one we ultimately need. Right? We may have worldly needs, things, all of our situations are different, yet we know there's only one who can source. There's only one source. There's only one who can provide all that we need. All that we need. He is the only one that can supply all the desires of our heart. I prophesy over you today, church. Garden Church, that we would be a Matthew 6.33 church. That we would seek first His kingdom over your year, 2023. That you would first seek Him and in turn all things would be added unto you. I can. I just think, if you imagine if we can imagine a church if we pursued Him as much as we did our business. Can you imagine if we pursued Him as much as we did our university degree? Can you imagine if we pursued Him as much as that boy or that girl? Church, can you imagine if we pursued Him more than anything else? Seek first the kingdom. Seek first. Yes, we do have trials. We do have cares that we have to encounter daily, church. But all He asks is us to fix our eyes and pursue Him this year, 2023, to have strength for the journey that lies before us. We must pursue Him. doesn't matter what generation you're in. doesn't matter what season of life you're in. I'm up here preaching, and there's Pastor Bob here who knows the Bible off by heart. Back to front. <laughs> Pastor Bob would tell you, you can dig, 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 and you'll never reach the bottom. <laughs> We've got to pursue them, church. I've got a couple of practical points here, and I'll make them quick because I want to create room for us to be able to encounter them this morning. So how do we do it? How do we pursue him? It's really simple. Point one, we need to recognize our need for God. We need to recognize our need for God. This is key. We just don't pursue him because someone invited me to church. Someone said it was a good idea to follow God's word. We pursue him because we know that that is the reason of which we were created. To pursue God. To live in a constant state, church, of awareness that we need him. Every morning, every evening, drive into that office, drive into that work site, welcoming your kids home every day. Stepping into this environment, we always need him. And it's actually a dependence on him. We must live our life dependent on God. It sounds so countercultural to our world, don't you reckon? No, independence. You can carry it, you can do it on your own. You can step out, come on, just hustle. Yet, that's countercultural to what Jesus taught us that he has strength enough, that he has all resource, that he has all that we could ever ask, dream or imagine, that he can supply us strength and courage for the journey. 
God must do everything for us. And our part is to yield and trust, to yield to him. You know, one of the greatest traps of the blessing in which we live, which we do live in a blessed place, is that we can get too comfortable, right? We get too safe. You know, I, I won't get too much into it, but we were in India a few years ago and, and Pastor John, I would tell you, you know, in India or in Thailand, these places, when you go to those places, there's a hunger that comes because there's such a need. And I do think that sometimes we can get a place where we get so safe that we can live our life without thinking about God. That we can live our life and not having to turn to God. We can wake up in the morning and not have to ask God for where our next meal is coming from. Church, I pray that you would get a new revelation in your life that we need him. Number two, we need to depend on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who transforms our hearts and lives. He helps us. And you know what? He actually helps us desire God. He actually helps us desire God. He cleanses us of impure thought. He cleanses us of sin. He speaks to us and helps us daily so that we can come in alignment with God. The Holy Spirit actually helps us pursue God. So if we become reliant on God and we ask the Holy Spirit every day to come in to our lives, He will in turn help us pursue Him. You know, I personally in my life, I find even when I hop in the car, I drive and I just go, Holy Spirit, I'm aware of you. Transform me today. I surrender to you. Lead me. Guide me. Number three, we need to know him. Stay consistent and earnest. You know, spiritual disciplines. You know, if you grew up in church, you would have heard this over your life. You know, I had parents who... You know, we had journals and Bibles and everything from early age. And I really believe that there needs to be a shift back to those simple daily disciplines. And if you're in the room today and you think, oh, here they go again, they're going to tell me to journal. They're going to give me a reading plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I need God. I need his presence in my life. Man, I was running around in my house last week. I, I haven't worked that hard in years. <laughs> but I was pursued because I had a goal. I, I, I had to get my house done. I needed to. I, I sacrificed sleep. I sacrificed being comfortable. I sacrificed seeing my kids, putting them to sleep, wake in the morning because I needed to get a ton. I was sacrificed. Sometimes church, it costs. It costs to pursue him. And it's worth it. It's worth it. Sometimes getting up in the morning when it's the last thing you feel like doing and opening your Bible or praying to God or coming to church or serving or giving of that little you've got to tithe to church. 
I'll sacrifice it all for him. Church, simple. I pray that this year your hunger would grow. I pray that you'd have such an earnest steadfastness to your daily walk with Jesus, church, that you would pursue him daily, that you would seek his presence, that you would pray, that you would open his word. And when you open his word, revelation would flow, that hunger would come upon you, that when you read it, that you'd feel the wellspring of life is filling you afresh for the journey ahead. He wants to strengthen you as you pursue him, church. As you pursue him. This year, can we be a church that puts him first? Because in turn, putting him first, all things. All things. Yeah, we, we can forget that. Hey, I'm, I want to be honest with you too. I do. I can forget that. But I reminded myself and I'm reminding you. And in the pursuit of him, as we know him, that strength for this journey would come upon us. We need hunger for him. Church, if you feel comfortable, why don't you stand? And team, I welcome you up. This year, as we step into what God has promised for us as a church and for you personally, there is a journey ahead. There is. And the journey requires strength and courage. It does. But here's the good news. When we read in Joshua, be strong and courageous. (laughs) That's God promising himself to you. As we pursue him, as we get to know him, that he in turn will bring you strength for the journey. God's instruction was clear. If you are entering into the promises that I have for you, you must be strong and courageous. You know, if you're in the room today and maybe you know of God, maybe you know of him, you've heard about him, you were invited here today. Maybe you went to a youth program as a teenager. Maybe you went to church with your grandmother. Maybe you have no idea about God. We want to give you an opportunity right now to know him, to know him. I'm telling you, he knows a lot about you. He's pursuing you. He wants to start a relationship with you because he loves you and he died for you and he cares for you. And so if you feel comfortable right now, and church, if we could close our eyes, if, if that is you today, and you go, I've, I know of you, God, but I, I want to get to know you. I, I need help. I need strength for the year. We want to give you a moment right now. And I ask you to do just one thing, that you would simply raise your hand. And in this moment, when you raise your hand, you're saying, God, you're showing. It's a moment to say, God, I need you. I need you. And so right now, if that is you, why not? Raise your hand. Thank you. Raise your hand. Thank you. Come on, have it nice and high so I can see. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, Father. And what we're going to do, for those that raise their hands, I'm going to, I'm going to pray and I ask and everybody in the whole room together, we're all going to say these words after me. And if you can say it, if you mean it, I'm going to ask you to say it like you mean it. Because this is a moment right now. This is a moment for you to encounter Jesus. So we're going to pray. Church, if you can say it with me. Dear Jesus, today I choose you. I choose to follow you. I surrender to you. I want to know you. Come into my life. Transform me. Jesus, today, I give my life to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And if that was you today, I'm going to be down the front at the end of our service and I'd love to welcome you to come down and I'll answer any questions you have and I'd love to pray with you and talk with you and help you for the journey ahead. But our team, they're going to lead us in worship. And like I said to you before, we've got this space down here and our pastors and leaders are going to be down here. And if you want prayer, We'd love to stand with you. We'd love to help you. We'd love to pray with you. But specifically, I want to ask that this year, if you require new hunger for God, maybe you're feeling depleted, maybe you're feeling dry, God wants to fill you up today. God wants to fill you up. And all He asks is for you to respond because He is pursuing you. And so in that, We can choose to pursue Him. So the space is open. If you feel comfortable, why not come down the front? And we're going to worship and see God move. Thank you, Jesus. Garden is a life-giving church with a passionate commitment to help people grow in a loving relationship with Jesus, to gather in a faith-filled community, and to go and make a difference in our world. Find out more at gardenchurch.com, that's G-A-R-D-N church.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at Garden Church, that's G-A-R-D-N Church.